Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. You know, it's funny. A lot of people are looking into buying electric vehicles. You may have been, they're called EVs. You may have heard that conversation as a way to be more environmentally friendly or even to save money. But Edmonds says many shoppers of EVs don't realize that the price of fully charging the battery can vary wildly depending on where and when you you decide to charge it up. So does the same hold true when it comes to fees in your retirement accounts, particularly your 401ks? How much can they vary from plan to plan? And most importantly, how can you help identify them? The variance of fees within 401ks is tremendous. The, the larger, larger companies, the, usually the fee is lower. Why? They've got more people to spread the fee out through. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot easier or it's easier for the company to absorb the cost of a 401k. A smaller, less than 100 type employees, those 401ks are, are a lot more expensive to run. And in most cases, that expense gets passed on to the, the workers. Mm-hmm. The other place that a lot of people don't see the fees, because the company has to disclose those if you're being charged those. But what a lot of people don't see is the internal fees of the assets they're invested in. If you're looking at your 401k and it's currently invested in mutual funds, every one of those mutual funds has an internal cost. Some are higher than others. And when people, I look to a lot of people, they say, I don't pay any fees for my 401k. Then we do the cost analysis, the risk reward analysis for their 401k. And they find out that they're paying 0.8 to 1 point something internal fees within their 401ks. It surprises them Mm -hmm. because most people don't think they are. They're not as bad as they used to. The fees used to average between two and a half to three percent. But when companies had to start disclosing the fees, they started to come down. So they're, they're a lot lower than they are right now. So that's when we start to look at it. We had a gentleman that came in, had seven old 401ks, the most that I've ever seen. Wow. And the reason why he had so many of them is he thought it would be a taxable event if he went ahead and moved it from the 401k to an IRA. And then we said, no, that's not a taxable event. You can put all these in one place and it can all be invested in completely different assets. Mm -hmm. He was surprised. So, yes, you can. If you've got an old 401k that's sitting down from an old employer, give us a call. We can sit down and look at it, analyze it for you and see if it would make sense for you to shift that. The other thing that I want to mention on 401ks, one of the new proposals that's going through Congress right now is the possible elimination of what we call the backdoor Roth. Many people out there have after-tax contributions currently in your 401k. Well, most people don't realize the, the amount you put in not the growth, just the amount that you put into that 401k on an after-tax basis can be rolled out of your 401k and moved to a Roth IRA outside of your corporate plan. You put the money in after tax, it's yours. You can move it out and put it into a Roth. With the new proposals that are going through House Ways and Means Committee right now, the elimination of the backdoor Roth they're trying to do right now. So what that would mean is right now you could take your after-tax contributions, 
pull them out of your 401k, put them in a Roth account. It grows tax-free for the rest of your life. Then we go to the other way. If if you have an income greater than $400,000, you can't do that anymore. That's right. So now you can pull that money out. It goes into an after-tax account so it can grow up taxable. So that's one of the things that are currently going through Congress that I would like people to look at it right now. If you or anybody you know has after-tax money in their 401ks, please give me a call. Let's look and see how we can get that money out of the 401k into the Roth IRA before the government decides to say you can't do that anymore. That's right. Yeah. So let's let's look at this. I think it's one of the most important things that are coming out. They floated a lot of balloons. Most of them aren't working. But this one is. If you've got after-tax money in that 401k, give me a call. We need to figure out what we can do so that you can take advantage of that for not only yourself, but for your for your for your kids also because they'll probably be the one that ends up getting that money. Stocks have been hitting record highs in the recent weeks, but one strategist worries that prices are too high. Julian Emanuel tells CNBC the market is starting to mimic the conditions of when the dot-com bubble burst, and he believes that we could be in for another 10 to 20 percent correction. For us, it's very reminiscent of the price action that we saw in late 1999, early 2000. And for investors, the temptation may be to continue to go with it, But you also need to be very much aware of the fact that if and when it reverses, the consequences could be severe. So what do we do? Do we just hold on tight here, bite the bullet, hope for the best? What's the plan here? I I agree with Emmanuel on some of the the similarities. You know, prices are higher. A lot of people are in that euphoria state where man, I don't need a financial planner. I'm going to retire in three years. I, I remember that back in the late 90s. But I think we've got some some differences also. Remember the dot-com bubble bust, Y2K. It was a technology bust. Mm-hmm. Y2K, we had to buy everything because it was not going to work on January the 1st, right after. So we bought everything. And people were surprised when the economy slowed down and people weren't buying anything in January. Well, we'd all bought everything because nothing was going to work. So I think supply and demand had a lot to do with that also. In the uh, financial crisis, we were lending money to people that shouldn't have gotten. Loans had gotten completely out of line. So I think those took that idea and said they are different. But when I look at it and sit here and say, folks, 10% corrections and 20% bears are parts of market cycles. We don't have to have dot-com bubbles and financial collapses for those things to happen. They will happen just naturally. So the idea is, what are we doing to protect the gains that you already have? I look at it, so many people right now, their risk-reward is way off. I'll ask them on a scale of 1 to 10, where do they fit? They'll be a 5 or a 6. I'll analyze their portfolio, and they're 70 to 80% in equities. And they go, how did I get this way? I said, there's been a run up in the market and you've never reallocated. You've never changed your risk. Mm-hmm. And as they get older, they want to be more conservative. So I think that's the thing that we have to look at. I also look at it. How else can I protect the gain? I like the fixed index annuity for bond replacement. I like it for that guaranteed income. Joan came into the office widowed. We had taken part of her money. And set it up so that she, in five years from the time she became a client, we were going to turn on an income stream for her. We did that. 
she now travels and does the things that she wanted to do in her retirement, and she doesn't worry about it. Mm -hmm. She'll come in and do her regular reviews, usually semi-annual, just to see where everything's at. But as far as she's concerned, hey, as long as that paycheck keeps coming in every month, I am not as concerned about what's going on with the rest. Now, she still has a concern, and our assets under management have returns that are complementary to everybody else's. So we look at it to the point of saying, how can we give you that added peace of mind that retirement's gonna look the way you want it to look in retirement so that you can do the things that you want to do? I think that's our goal, as I always put it. I wanna find out what your wishes, hopes, and dreams are. And I wanna look at your plan and say, how can we get those things for you? How can we make sure that you get to do the bucket list that you have for your retirement years? Because I think that's what planning is all about. Figuring out tax strategies, income generation. How am I going to take an income? Social security optimization and gift or legacy planning. Mm -hmm. How am I going to pass these on to my my other people? Then I also look at it when we look at investments. People are always a lot more aggressive in times like now. But if I ask the same question when we're in a downturn or a negative market, they're always more conservative. So I want the best return that I can get with the least amount of risk possible. I believe it's about need, not greed. So if your advisor's not talking to you about the fact that your portfolio might be out of balance, if he's not talking to you about taxes and Roth conversions, because when you get to retirement, the only money you can spend is after tax money. If you're not talking about these things, my question's why? Come in, sit down. Let's look at a plan for you that covers all of these areas, not just here's the rate of return that you got on your portfolio. If that was your last review, give me a call because I think we can be a little bit different than just here's your rate of return. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Steve All is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The All Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and the All Financial Hour podcast are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in the state of Missouri. Insurance license number 8039738.